Jen, when the person asked this rude question, said, called her big boy, and it was a woman, and then doubled down several times on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, calling her a whale, and then saying, people were saying to Jen, like, how would you feel if someone spoke to your kids that way? And Jen said, I teach my kids to be nice or expect to be treated this way. So like, this is Jackie's friend, and Jackie's platform is currently body positivity. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B, And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers? Hi, cocktailers. Hi, B. Okay. What's up, Amanda? All We've right. been busy, Amanda. Oh my gosh, this the BravoCon hangover, as I've started calling it, and we didn't even go. <laughs> but we have a lot of tea, a lot of fun little. I have to things. tell you, and I I told you guys this last year. And even more so this year, I don't know how I could go because we're getting emails and DMs in real time that you and I, we wouldn't be able to physically manage it. Yeah, it was, there was a lot, a lot coming in. And then now on Discord too, for cocktail party, we were getting a lot of stuff coming in that way as well. So it was kind of coming from all angles, plus some stuff from sources. So it sounds like overall the fans, I think, and the housewives minus everyone's feet hurting, which happens in Vegas anyway. You go to Vegas, your feet hurt because you walk a lot. It sounds like everybody really liked it in Vegas. Okay. I have only heard positive things about the execution of BravoCon. Lines were not long, unlike last year. You know, people complained a lot about New York, I don't think it was as bad as people said, but remember, I got snuck into the SVIP for a lot of the day, so I think Mm -hmm. I missed some of the inconveniences. And people are spending a lot of money, so I get it. Like, even general admissions is so expensive that you want to feel like you're not being herded like cattle. Panels in Vegas were all in huge rooms, tons of seating. I think that by them limiting tickets, that helped. But I know you've also explained to us that Vegas is the best spot for conventions. Like they're really set up. They host them all year long. Yeah, they really are. And what followers shared with me, and they, they were like, you can't even compare. Like Vegas is all service people. They're pros. You can tell because not one complaint. I haven't read a complaint. I haven't seen a complaint. The only complaint that we did hear was about The price, super expensive. Now, some of our lucky listeners know that we posted and spoke about BravoCon being in Vegas before it was announced. Mm -hmm. I'm relieved that was true (laughs) because, you know, so many listeners actually booked rooms and flights, which worked out awesome for them because as soon as Vegas was, it was announced, instantly the hotel prices skyrocketed. The food and drinks were super pricey. And then the add-ons, like the Bravos and the Watch What Happens Live, they were a big additional cost. So, you know, you're looking – it's an investment, people, but people love it. Did you have to have a ticket to BravoCon to then buy an add-on? 
I think, I think, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you need at least a one-day pass to do it. To buy any of the add-ons. I don't think you can just do an add-on, because if you could, that would, you know, would that really be fair? I kind of feel like it's an add-on, so you should have to make an initial commitment, even if it's a three-day commitment. Yeah. It sounds like people were willing to pay it. You know, we heard from a lot of cocktailers saying, like, this is my big splurge. You know, this is my big thing. You know, this is something like my birthday and Christmas combined. So, you know, I think I just also really love the idea of Vegas for this because there is always so much going on in Vegas every single night. So there are so many different clubs There's so many different event spaces that people can have parties outside of BravoCon, right? So I heard like Jeff Lewis, for example, did a big party. I think it was a sponsored party, some kind of alcohol sponsored, but there's so many places. And then there's- But like also like for me, I feel like forgetting about Bravo and cocktails and cocktails and gossip. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person who would do three days just because I'm like a go all in one day kind of gal. I'm the same way with Disney. It's just how I am. Yeah. But like I would do one day Bravo Con and then I would go to like the Usher concert. I might yes. go to Heather McDonald's. Like yeah. I'd go to like another show I've been wanting to see. Uh, Magic Mike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would make a weekend of it, yes. which again, it all still adds up. So it's still expensive. Yes. Oh, and then I would also spend a lot of time in the lobby bar just seeing who walks in because I feel like that's always something that you never know, especially with when we know kind of where everyone's staying and where a lot of the events will be. So I read this article. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it. It was in Variety, which covers the entertainment business, that interviewed the head of NBCU. Yes, I shared um, it. Yes. Okay. I it was so great. Yeah, I thought she gave some pretty interesting info. So one thing she said is that they they do, because we've gotten this question a lot, that they do foot every bill for all of the talent at BravoCon. So all the flights, the hotels, all of the glam. Okay, um, here's cart. what I'll say about the glam. I think they probably give them a budget, right? So I think every, probably, so I know mm-hmm. they, because we had posted, they get paid anywhere from five to 7,500 depending on seniority and what have you. So I would imagine that talent probably gets like a basic daily budget for glam. And if yeah. they decide to hire the most expensive glam in the world, then that's on them. Right. Exactly. Like Erica Jane's glam, I would imagine, and styling is going to be a little different than if I were just like, hey, I want some hair and makeup done. Right. And they're not they're not going to fly my glam from New York City to Vegas. It's like, okay, we have a team. We have a glam squad here that will do your makeup. But if you don't want to use them, then here's two hundred dollars a day towards your glam crew. Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I liked her point, though, that she said, you know, I think that BravoCon really helped employ a lot of the hair and makeup industry, which was hurting due to the what has now ended the SAG AFTRA strike. She also said the first BravoCon that was like four years ago, that one they treated more like a big marketing tactic, like an experience. But now they're running it kind of as its own business that with its own profit center. It was, I don't know, it's definitely wor- worth a read. I thought it was it was pretty interesting because she gives some good tidbits about, I mean, she also goes into the whole reality reckoning thing. She talks a little bit just about talent and the shows and, you know, where the new, you know, what the new shows might look like and that kind of thing. So I would definitely check it out, be posted it. But so not from this article, but from other 
emails and sources, we have also heard some other things about BravoCon for next year. So a few weeks ago, someone told you that BravoCon might be taking a break next year. And I didn't post that because other people I asked said they hadn't heard it, but somebody else told me they had heard that they might take a break. And they said it is not due to a lack of success because it's a very successful event, but the planning, execution, and cost of putting on this amazing show annually is a lot. So I heard, and I don't think they've decided anything, that there is some talk that they will alternate maybe every other year. But then a bunch of people, followers included, told me that everyone at Caesars was saying, see you next year. And there's a lot of talk that they inked a two to three year deal. I think they'll definitely keep it in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I think it was very successful. We know that it's just, it's a well-oiled machine, right? I'm not going to go to a diner and order a bowl of spaghetti. Like, you go to a diner, you get eggs, you get a burger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you go with, like, you want to see the best Broadway show? Vegas isn't going to be that. You got to go to New York City. You want to go to a convention? Yes. You exactly. go to Vegas. So. Exactly. I think, I don't know. I'm curious to hear, because, I mean, even the housewives have been saying Vegas just works better. I'm just curious if they will all also say that it is exhausting, right? Well, so selfishly, I wonder if selfishly, I think if we're going to talk about what's best for fans, I think alternating year to year coasts is best because realistically, someone from the East Coast, people in our age group, right? With school-aged yeah. kids. We're in full swing of the school year, which encompasses sports, which encompasses all of these things. And it's mm -hmm. not so easy to get away for three or four nights. And me personally, I'm not going to Vegas for less than three nights because the flight's too long. Right. So I think that from that point of view, maybe they would. I don't know. Is there a way to like split it up and maybe... Well, I did read in this article, they're looking at some other opportunities to bring th things more local. So I think they gave an example of having Watch What Happens Live travel a little bit, which is done in the past, and doing some other more local activations. Because, you know, another great city for conventions is Orlando, but I don't see them doing it there, one, because I just don't think there's enough. There's a lot of bars and restaurants and that kind of stuff. But I think the Disney slash NBCU, because they're not... I don't see NBCU bringing their business there because right. Disney is a competing company. So I also feel like once you have to hop on a flight, like would I be more inclined to go to Florida than Vegas? I don't know. And I'm somebody who goes to Florida a few times a year. I don't know. I do love the idea of Watch What Happens Live traveling. And I feel like, I feel like Luann, right? She's mm -hmm. really in the Bravo sphere. She started with her cabaret show. The Giggly, Giggly Squad has had a very successful traveling show. B Pillows, Pillows and Beer. And beer yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to in January. I don't think I told you that. No. That's and super I, fun. And I'm bringing my husband and I did the meet and greet. <laughs> I haven't decided. I haven't decided if I'm going to, if I'm going to skulk off and just be a fan or if I'm going to whisper on Bravo and cocktails. I think I have to whisper on Bravo and cocktails. And that's why I'm making my husband come <laughs> because <laughs> in the event it gets heated. <laughs> he has, he is, yes. He's got, he's got, he's got the good Frank muscles. Tanya arms. Yes. Yeah. So did Bravo take that from our Bravo labs? Because 
I mean, we got the Trace Amigas traveling. So are they like, hey, why aren't we taking Watch What Happens Live on the road? I don't know. I know they've done it in the past. So I think that would make sense. So I guess we'll see. But the other thing I was thinking about this morning as we were kind of like gathering notes and everything to record, I feel like there must have just been literally like the executives who are involved with BravoCon must have just done like what we call a postmortem meeting, which is when they go back through everything and then, you know, talk about how they make things better. And I feel like one of our sources must have been at this meeting because we've gotten a lot of insider tea on both Bravo and BravoCon information in the last day or so. So I think, you know, let's talk about that plus some of the just stuff that we saw that happened at BravoCon today. First, we saw Dorit deny her separation. And you guys might remember last podcast, we mentioned that PK had just been spotted in New York on Thursday at BravoCon weekend when everybody was arriving to BravoCon. And sure enough, we did not see him there. And I just feel like if they really weren't separated and they were really working on it, wouldn't they fight these rumors with an appearance from him? So I stand firm in my belief that they're split and they're working things out behind the scenes. We also saw Kyle slip up and use the divorce word, Mm -hmm. which the very next morning TMZ quickly put a story out saying she misspoke. She broke down on her panel. It was hard to watch. I don't think that they will divorce, at least not right now. I believe that something big happened and it was the straw that broke their marriage's back. We shared some kind of shocking Mm -hmm. speculation, emails, all that kind of stuff. In cocktail party. so In cocktail party. Yeah. I do not know what the deal is with Morgan, although I'm kind of leaning towards good friend. I believe the split is due to something that Mauricio did and I think it's something big. Yes, I think so, too. So we did also get a schedule of when some of the shows will air, you know, during BravoCon. So, okay, so we know Vanderpump Rules will go on in January. And then we also heard, I don't know if this is official or if this is something that we just heard, but we heard January for Summer House as well. Yes. Some of these are not like announced. Some of them were announced. These are, they're all official to me because I trust the person who told me, but OC begins filming in February, Traders March. By the way, we forgot to mention, I posted this, Kate Chastain shows up midway through Traders. Hmm. Somebody got hurt. Something happened. I forget the details, but she shows up midway through. Like someone take had somebody's told, place. Yes. Somebody told me that. And hmm. then somebody else told me that. So it's definite. Hmm. Jersey will be April, possibly sooner. And guys, we're going to get into all these shows and everything that happened yeah. at BravoCon. I never doubted that the Roni's trip was coming. And mm-hmm. Andy announced it. And December 8th, happy birthday to me. <laughs> My birthday is right around then. Southern Hospitality Season 2, December 7th. On the summer house tip, right? So summer house. We're here in January. We have gotten so much in the past couple of days. In the interest of getting through this BravoCon recap, we won't get into all of it because it could take the whole freaking episode. If there's time at the end, we will. But I want to get through so everyone gets a a, a taste of everything. Right. I thought the panel was a little weak. I'm not hating on the guy, but I didn't like the moderator. I absolutely get that they're saving it for the season, 
only for Lindsay to spoil it on a podcast the next day. I don't think the network's happy about that. But Carl definitely made it sound like we would not be against him once we see the season. In interviews, he made it sound like that. So yeah, I think Lindsay was playing it up. I do think there was an aspect of trying to get the Ariana effect. But I do think that obviously a broken engagement is hurtful, whether there were red flags or not. Mm -hmm. I think it's complicated because no one knows who Lindsay is more than Carl. And he did ask her to marry him. I think that's like what I always come back to. Like whatever my opinion or the audience opinion is of Lindsay, right? Mm -hmm. She is who she is. Like, yeah, she got sober for a few months, but she was still telling him to quit his job and yelling at Kyle and fighting with Danielle. She did not change the guts of who she is. Like, yeah. So he wanted at one point to marry that person and then he canceled it. So she's right to feel betrayed. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying he should have gone through with it. I'm just saying that he's entitled to his feelings and she's entitled to hers. Yes. And I think like we've said this so many times, it's more about how it was done. Right. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay, I think also said in a podcast, which we won't go into too much, but that she just thinks that Carl doesn't understand what commitment is. Yeah. And she said she didn't think that he had cheated or not that, or that she didn't know of him cheating, but that specifically he didn't understand what commitment is. So, and we're going to get into the details of all that because it is pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um, speaking of Lindsay, got a <laughs> few different tips. We got an email during BravoCon saying that two former flings from different shows hooked up, which could be a lot. It could sound a lot like Austin and Lindsay. Well, I we also have some exclusive cocktail tea that we'll share with everybody that we posted on Wednesday. And then at night, she was at the Country Music Awards. And I heard she is, in fact, with that guy, Dustin, I want to say Lynch, country yeah. singer. So I heard they're hooking up. I heard they've been hooking up since two weeks post-breakup. Rumors, rumors, allegedly, but... Seeing her at the Country Music Awards, she mentioned his name on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We had posted a month ago, which would be three weeks after their breakup, that they were hanging out and that we heard they're maybe maybe hooking up. She um, was on the tour bus, and we all know what that means. Yes, which isn't to say that she couldn't have had a fling in BravoCon because it's only a few weeks. It's obviously probably still casual, but... Maybe she hooked up with Austin. Maybe she's hooking up with Dustin. She's activated, and she's out for rebound. And I say, get it. I agree. And, you know, guys, it, it could be two other flings, right? It could be... Ciara and Austin. No, I'm kidding. Because we be know Ciara's dating the new guy from... Yeah. And nobody's really talking about that except us because nobody knows him yet. Yeah. It could be Katie from Below Deck and Tom who hooked up Totally at could be that. Winter House. It could be Danielle and Alex. I don't even know if Alex was there. He was. But- He's so weird. Well, <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to get to him, but oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Jersey. He's like, okay, wait. Wait. So I had this whole run on Bravo and Cocktails where I learned that people micro-shroom. Yeah. Do you remember when I was- I think that Alex, personally, I'm not aware that I've been hanging out with people that do it. Although, based on what Cocktailers shared, it seems like it's pretty prevalent. So I probably am and I don't realize. But I say all that to say, I believe that Alex is in a constant- Micro shroom because that's how he acts. Like, well, or like a macro shroom. I don't macro know. Macro shroom. 
<laughs> I totally agree with you. I that is so funny that you bring that up. I got invited to be a part of this group and I think it's essentially like I mean, I think it's essentially like you get into this group and then you get access to it, but it's called Moms on Mushrooms. <laughs> Who invited you? <laughs> I can't say. A friend. <laughs> it was a friend. But like and someone you know, like not like yeah. a oh, No, I didn't so- just get like a random text. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sound No, it was an invitation and it's like you have to be invited. And this group, like it's, there's like support group for it too, but part of it is you get these chocolate bars that have mushrooms and it's, you know, it's like, I guess like a modern day, like, you know, drug de- I don't know what you want to call it because I don't want to defame the name of that group at all. Are mushrooms think- like legal? In a lot of states they are now. Yeah. Okay. Or they're like- not illegal. So it depends on the state, I think. But yeah, Ooh. so and it's it, I've actually done a lot of reading about it because there's a lot of people who take a very, very low dose, like a microdose, and it helps with depression. Right. Uh, people were joking about it, but I, I we shouldn't because there are medicinal purposes that yeah. relieve anxiety and depression. And yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely. But what if you like take too much and then you're just like tripping out at work? <laughs> Well, I first of all, I don't know that I would take it before work. Second of all, there's enough of that stuff floating around that I haven't. It's not my story, but a friend of mine was at like a social gathering and somebody passed around one of those bars and they were like, no, no, there's no like shroom shrooms. It's just like ashwagandha or whatever, some other kind of like nutritional benefit but no, it was like the actual shroom shroom. So they're all, oh, they all like, my God. yeah, got, yeah. It's, it's a lot more common than I think a lot of people realize. Cocktailers. I always say that Halloween is now the official kickoff to the crazy busy holiday season. And here we are. It's November, and I am definitely feeling it and thinking ahead to holiday parties and what I'm going to wear for Thanksgiving. But who's got time to shop? I definitely don't. But your Stitch Fix stylist does. The stylists at Stitch Fix make sure you always have something to wear. Think of Stitch Fix as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank. You simply share your style, sizes, and budget with a fun and quick style quiz, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. And they now have some cute stuff for holiday parties too. Try it all on at home, keep what you like, send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. One of the pieces that came in a fix is now one of my favorites. It's this cute, kind of a soft knit blazer with this rolled sleeve detail. So I have now worn it over like a rock band t-shirt. I've worn it over a frilly camisole. And then I've worn it over like a button down shirt. I am absolutely loving it because it makes any outfit and it's super easy. Thank you, Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try it today at stitchfix.com slash cocktailers and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash cocktailers, C-O-C-K-T-A-I-L 
E-R-S. Go to stitchfix.com slash cocktailers. Listen, whatever blows your hair back. Yeah. I'm not, I'm saying I, that, but I'm really not I judging. I try like, it 100%. I, I mean, it sounds fun, but this is the thing. Alex, listen, everything in moderation, right? It's like, Alex, whatever he's on, I'm going to pass. That might be straight acid. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Let's talk about, let's move on to Jersey. Cause I feel like there was quite a bit of spotlight and discussion with the Jersey folks. So somebody sent in that they saw Joe Gorga, right? Yeah. Yes. Joe Gorga and Jackie laughing and chatting. So sounds like maybe her Jackie's only beef is really with March. Yeah. I mean, we hear this and I have heard more about their beef. I hear it's about Jackie's book deal. I hear it is not some huge nefarious situation. Some are speculating that Jackie found out Margaret started the Evan cheating rumors. I hear that's not it. What I'm hearing is that Margaret claims to have helped her get the book deal and feels Jackie did not thank or credit her. And I guess Jackie does not see it that way. And they fell out from there. So Melissa actually came out in an interview during BravoCon and said that it was kind of, you know, Melissa usually keeps it above board, but mm -hmm. she said, Jackie wishes I cared that she was friends with Teresa, but I don't. And she could be friends with who she wants because everyone knows she's just doing what she needs to do. She didn't say for screen time, but she's like, she basically was like, it's everyone knows it's just a pathetic like ploy to get stay on the show. Here's what I have been told by more than one person. And we posted this. Originally this season, Jackie was less than a friend of, meaning mm -hmm. she wasn't even going to be included on cash trips. So when she flipped and had this beef at the baseball game is when it really started to heat up with Margaret and decided to really buddy up with Teresa and Jen, that is when it garnered her more screen time, which you could argue mm. it also got Margaret a scandal, right? And, and her more screen time. But that is what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad because I like Jackie, but yes. it is pretty transparent what she's doing. And I think I'm surprised because to me, prior to this, it always seemed like she was on the show, but could take it or leave it. She never yeah. had, I mean, she has her book now, but she never had a business to promote. She's always said she's independently wealthy. It just seems like a weird move. I think it's an ego thing for her. And I have to say, because, you know, we first saw the little taste of it when she was it Fuda that she, Rachel Fuda, yes. when she yelled at. So we're saying yes. like, why are, you know, are you not paying attention to me or whatever? I just, I am seeing a different side and it feels like I am surprised by the depth of her her thirst and I feel like yes you and I know thirst we talk about thirst all day every day here at cocktails and, and gossip and it's just like a a very it can't just be about promoting her book right it's right. got to be about her her ego so I agree I always really liked her and now I'm just you know seeing a different side I mean but the thing for me was so at their panel 
Yeah. A fan. A person, rudely, yeah. Like, and the person, the woman was being rude. She said to Jen, why are you so far up Teresa's ass? Yeah. Now, we watched Kyle get a rude question about Teddy, and Kyle shaded the person who was questioning her without insulting her weight, her gender, her sexual orientation. She shaded her appropriately. Jen when the person asked this rude question, said, called her big boy, and it was a woman, and then doubled down several times on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Mm -hmm. whatever, calling her a whale, and then saying, people were saying to Jen, like, how would you feel if someone spoke to your kids that way? And Jen said, I teach my kids to be nice or expect to be treated this way. So like, this is Jackie's friend, and Jackie's platform is currently body positivity. Right. Make it make sense. And Jackie has been radio silent since mm. any of this happened. So strange. I find it, it just makes it, I mean, aren't you embarrassed in the words of S- Sebastian Maniscalco? Like, aren't you embarrassed? Teresa spread a rumor about your husband cheating. Jen and her simply never liked each other. I mean, if you go back and watch yeah, from the very beginning, never. they're just oil and water. And I want someone to ask her about the body shaming. <laughs> I'm sure people have on social media and she probably deleted it. Now, I'm not saying she has no reason to be upset with Marge. If Marge did do something, right, she has every right to be upset. If she feels left out, which may be the case when she was demoted, maybe Marge and Melissa kind of were like, okay, well, you're not as relevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to become a friend, friends with people who you didn't like for six years is really like bottom of the barrel. Like, just walk away if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. If somebody's openly spread a unfounded rumor about my husband, I would just be like, we're done. Yeah. We're done. We can be, I will always be civil, but we are, we are done. And so not only does she not do that, she goes and bef- I, it doesn't make sense to me. Make right. it make sense. I don't get it. So Danielle also, we got an email. Danielle Cabral was cut from the newbies panel and was not really with anyone on the cast for most of BravoCon. So let me read the email really quick. From Panel Change. Email is what happened at NewJersey.com. Subject, new wave. The new wave of wives panel. Crystal, Wendy, Emily, Julia, Gertie. Danielle Cabral was supposed to be on the panel but was taken off. Does anyone know why? So I got this email and I posted it and then I shared that it's weird because ahead of the weekend, somebody, a source had mentioned, they're like, I don't really know what this is about, but something's going on with Danielle. I'm hearing she may not be welcome at BravoCon. Clearly that wasn't true because she was there and they don't know what that was about. They assumed it was some sort of miscommunication, lost in translation type type of thing. But it does seem that her role was purposely minimized. And even if you watched her stories and stuff, she was with this family from, I believe, Australia. They're influencers, and she she became friends with them online. But she wasn't with any of the women. I mean, on a couple of panels she was, but she wasn't, like, independently socializing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I guess also of somebody else who actually was banned from BravoCon – and it all went down the week before as a kind of result of a result of the reality reckoning article and then Ramona's reaction and response to a reporter. She was banned from BravoCon. We know 
luckily that that's not going to affect us getting the Roni's girls trip, but it's, you know, Ramona was, was uninvited from BravoCon. We also heard that she was let go from her real estate job, but Avery, her daughter did show and sit in the booth for Batch Boss. (laughs) So we had heard that she might not be there, but apparently her company, which side note, Ramona, we hear allegedly is the majority owner of, they already had their booth and Avery really had the balls to actually attend, which I found kind of wild, but so many followers said that she was so annoyed and rude. And if anyone asked about her mother, which I can sort of understand why she would be annoyed, but you're there. And apparently she did Olivia Culpo's bachelorette party. Oh, but I don't know. That one, it uh, this business model it intrigues me. We'll put yes, it that way. Totally. <laughs> and also, by the way, if you're Avery and this happens, you know, get somebody who is good with words to provide you with a canned statement that you say over and over again and say, hey, I'm here to promote Batch Boss. I'm not here to speculate on what's going on with my mom, right? Like for all of Ramona's success and wealth, the fact that she never invested, she is the walking billboard for why PR firms exist. (laughs) The woman needs a script. I don't care if she carries index cards with her. She needs a script to follow. And when she goes off it, it better be like in the privacy of her own home. I don't know. If you read, I, I know you read that article. I mean, they purposely tried to give her education and she still just didn't, she st- it didn't take. We'll put right. it that way. So right. the new women of Roni. So I don't know if you saw, if you follow, well, all of them were a huge hit, but I think Bryn especially. Did you see the video of where she's like, I broke Bra- BravoCon because you know, there was the one stage that was at the bottom of the escalators. Oh my God, yes. And her Louboutins got stuck in the escalator and... She's it was like, classic. I broke it. Yes, it was so, and it was so her. It was right? so her. It was so Brid. And Erica made such a like nasty smirking face. I posted about that. That annoyed me. And then Sonia posted a picture of them and said it was love at first sight. I can totally see those two becoming yes. very good friends. Sai will be back. We're hearing Sai will be back. Do you want to read the email with the, this is an exclusive, some exclusive yes. tea that we got about the upcoming season? Yes. Okay. Filming for Roni season 15 will start happening in March of 2024. They will film until June of 2024 and air in September 2024, most likely. There will be no old Roni wives like previous. I don't think that's an age joke. Yes. <laughs> the returning cast will be Cy, Bryn, Aaron, and Jessel. Jenna Lyons is a fan favorite, but is declining because she doesn't like the constant pressure to perform as a housewife with the fighting, etc. She also wants to keep her girlfriend private, so please respect her privacy. Uba was demoted to friend of, as production didn't appreciate her going off at the reunion and also going on a social media tirade calling Tamara and other people hags for no reason. There might be one or two newbies because I don't think that they will film with four housewives, LOL. 
also keep expecting cameos from former Roni wives, but only guest appearances because the current production who films this is also on speaking terms with many of the old Roni wives. First thing, I don't know if I believe Uba's demoted to a friend of. Um, I think Uba was very well received. I do think that if she's still with Mr. Connecticut, they're going to push her to show that. I believe the rest. Jenna, actually, I was unhappy. Did you see that clip of Jenna? Mm -hmm. And she was like, somebody asked her, why weren't you at BravoCon? She said, oh, I had a prior engagement, you know, twiddling my thumbs. Like, yeah. oh, really? Well, Bravo and us fans were good enough for you to launch your lash business. Right. And listen, like you had heard of Jenna Lyons. I could tell yes. you, I'm not a J, J. Crew isn't my style. No hate to J. Crew. They have quality clothes, especially their crew cuts for kids are very quality. I love J. Crew. Just shopped there this weekend, actually. And so many, and so many people do, right? It's like Gap, right? It's not yeah. uber expensive, but it's like it's an upper middle class a brand. A little preppy, which a little I love. preppy. I'm yeah. yes, and I'm I'm gaudy. I'm like, give me the sparkle. <laughs> Listen, I am who I am, but and we love I didn't you know for it. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> but I didn't know who Jenna Lyons was, and I'm also like, I'm not that fashionable. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I I studied in Florence and. I got there and all the girls were very, I mean, you're going to Italy. You're obviously love art. You love fashion. I just liked Italians and food. Like I, (laughs) I didn't know shit about art. I didn't know shit about fashion and being there during that time. Like I learned a lot about fashion, but like, it's just not my thing. I know a lot about jewelry. I could tell you a lot about jewelry, but I just don't know name brands. So Jenna Lyons was, in my opinion, not a household name. I think that women who were into fashion knew who she was, mm-hmm. right? I knew who she was also just because of her her being a, you know, a girl. I hate the word girl boss, but her being a girl boss, being, right. you know, running J Crew and then having some other businesses. So I very much knew who she was and was very excited to see her. But you're right. It it it, it put a bad taste in my mouth to see her respond that way in that interview. I like the idea of all the other women coming back. Even even Sai, I think Sai deserves a second chance. We saw her say, "Oh, this is what I wanted to this is what I wanted to say, Amanda." Okay. So we went on that whole rabbit hole that a follower went really went down a rabbit hole and on Sai's blog, her old blog, she spoke about how she had her first daughter, her first child, And her husband still lived in Canada. And Mm -hmm. so people were speculating that it's because he wasn't yet divorced. Da-da-da-da. Here's the thing. It may be that he was separated and not legally divorced. But it also could be, like, he's Canadian. So he couldn't live in the States. But if he were fully divorced, why wouldn't they have just gotten married? So I think it may be like a Paul and Dolores where he was separated but he wasn't legally divorced. Yeah. But um, him being Canadian makes sense why he couldn't live. Like, it didn't even occur to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Why, I wonder, are they waiting until March to film? And then, so that's March, April, May, June. So that's only four months. Don't they usually film for more like six to eight? I don't know. I think they do pickups and stuff. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like that that and timing. And why wouldn't they want some of, I mean, I guess May and June you can get some Hamptons in. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Well, I don't know. O- it's just only Aaron has the wait. house there, but I bet that we see, I could totally see Jessel renting a house and Bryn. Sai has her house upstate, but mm-hmm. I could see Jessel and Bryn, Bryn renting something for the summer. I don't know. Uh, if there's any part of this whole thing that I hope is not true, I hope it's that they're not waiting until March. That feels way too late. When did the new Roni start? Was that August? Yeah. 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 So okay. we'd well, be waiting that, a long time. We will. Yeah. But okay. Let's hope that part's not true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. About the former wives making cameos. I totally see that. I totally see that. And I specifically can see them working Luann, Sonia, and even Dorinda in on a more consistent basis. Like, I don't know where Sai's house is upstate, but they can make it look like they're going to Sai's house and they're stopping by Dorinda's. Mm-hmm. Right, because even if it's not close, I mean, look at the Jersey women. Danielle lives on a totally different part of Jersey than the than the rest. So I think they could totally work the women in, and I think that it would bring out sides of the the reboot women. It would challenge them a little bit. I don't know. I love it. And if they only have the four full time, and I'm gonna call it five with Uba, they could easily work two to three of them in. I think they should try that. Bravo, call us. yeah I don't know it feels like and maybe we'd see a little bit more of Bryn's dating life and you know I think Uba coming out or even Bryn's worst work life like yeah we she's like a boss babe and they made her look like she worked for an escort company I know they really did (laughs) like it was kind of shitty yeah I totally agree okay so during the Bravos a lot of the Real Housewives of Orange County OGs came out of the woodwork to support Vicky and to award her the award. So yes. we also got, well, why don't you share what you got through DM? So I Friday I was getting DM saying that followers source Slade and Gretchen at the airport and OCOG Lauren's husband at the cafe in Paris. Gretchen and Alexis were also spotted traveling to Las Vegas. And then, of course, oh, then we were sent a picture of Gretchen, Alexis, and Lori in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were there to present the award to Vicky, which I thought it was so funny when, who was it? Alexis said, Alexis. I'm the only one here who hasn't slept with Slade because Gretchen, of course, is with Slade. Mm-hmm. Lori dated Slade. And then Joe, the OG yeah. Joe. I think she was only on two seasons. I love Joe, by the way. I do, too. She was only a couple years older than me when she was on the show. And I remember being like, oh, my God, that's so crazy that she's like getting married and has kids because we were like had just I had, was like in college or just graduated. Yeah. Um. So after BravoCon, a follower saw Alexis at the airport. She said she was really lovely and warm and friendly. And she told her she won't be back on OC, but check for her on other shows. I assume she meant like girls trips. But someone reached out to me, like a source, to say Alexis would certainly return if she was asked. So I say wait and see. OC filming begins February. Tamara's back. Jen is back. Vicky will be back. I don't know if she wants full time. I know we had said it would be announced that she's full time. I think that 
Vicky's in a good flow of her life right now. I think at first we know that she was so pissed to be a friend of, but then when she took the step back and now she's in a healthy, what seems to be a healthy relationship, she's a doting grandma to Brianna's four kids who again live far away. So she may like the relevancy that a friend of gives her and her businesses and she still gets to go to things and all that, but maybe she doesn't want to be full-time. I kind of got that vibe from her last season. Mm -hmm. I know there's a big push for Teddy. What are your thoughts on Teddy's big, the push for her and her and Vicky squash the beef? Well, I think Teddy, it's interesting because, I mean, we're hearing, you know, I think think Kyle would like to have her on Beverly Hills. We're also hearing Tamara say very much because, you know, they do the two T's in a pod podcast that she thinks that Teddy should be on OC. I think Teddy has some interesting stuff going on in her life. You know, she's going through skin cancer right now. She's in active treatment. She actually has active skin cancer. I think, you know, I I, I would like to see more of a platform given for that. Yes. So, you know, I've always liked Teddy. I actually think I like her a little bit better on the podcast than I did on the show. I did think that the whole thing going on with her and Vicky, I got to go with Team Teddy on this one. And not just because I've always kind of liked Teddy, but hearing the whole story about how Vicky called after she found out that Tamara was going to go on and like they were going to revamp Teddy's podcast and that Tamara was going to be her partner on it. Vicky called Teddy's boss at iHeartRadio and said that Teddy shouldn't have the job and to give it to Vicky instead. I I remember hearing that. (laughs) The balls on that woman, but also what a shitty thing to do. I mean, that is- It is a shitty thing. Unforgivable, I think. So It is a shitty thing to do and it's a hater thing to do. I thought also something- we forgot to mention is that two T's is going to be, I guess somehow producing or involved in, or are they just announcing it because they're under iHeartRadio. So why did they make it sound? And I didn't watch the whole clip or interview that Teddy did with Jen Fessler and Jackie Goldschneider, but they're going to have a pod called two J's. Oh, I right. didn't know that, but it, um, Teddy almost said it as if they were producing it, which just from a business standpoint, doesn't make sense because why would Jackie and Jen give iHeart a cut and then give Tamara and Teddy a cut? So maybe they're not like producing it, but they're just under the same network and they announced it there. And being paid to promote it. Yeah. Are you going to listen to Jackie and Jen? Listen, Jen Fessler can be funny, but they can't do what... There's already two T's in a pod, right? Yeah. There's already a successful duo that recaps shows. There's probably a few people that do that, but on the same network, what are they just going to have other people from the like show on I don't know and because they you know they have the insider track right as housewives which is why I think so many people do listen to it I don't know I might listen to it a little bit just to hear how it goes because I really do like I think Jen Fessler is really funny so I also think they're both really smart right and I do think that there is a world where they could have a successful podcast talking about topics but my question is does their audience is there something other than Bravo that their audience is collectively interested in? Right. Because like it, you and I agree on, like we both love Bravo, but then our other interests could be different, right? Like you could like a certain type of music and I could like another type. So, yeah. or politics or 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Jackie and Jen Fessler could certainly have like a political sort of podcast because I think they're both well-read and they're Jackie's an attorney and all that. But would that translate to their fan base? And who is their fan base? Right. and Because <laughs> they're kind of like, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No. But they're, but they're kind of like, how do I say this? They're kind of like Robins. Like, they're not Batmans. Like, Tamra's a Batman, right? And Teddy was, te- Teddy's a Robin, but Tamra's yeah. enough of a Batman. But like, Jackie and Jen are both Robins. Yeah. I guess Two it remains to be does seen. not a pod make. I agree. I agree. And so if it were somebody a little more OG, you know, like a Melissa or like somebody like that, that has very deep roots with so many of the housewives like Tamara does and like Teddy has now seemingly seemed to develop, I could see that being interesting. You know, one of the things I do like is when Teddy will, you know, pick up the phone when they're recording the podcast, like the last one I listened to, or one of them, she called PK to ask, is old cackling hags really a thing? Right. Um, You know, like, I like that, you know? So I could see that where there would be a place for that from a Jersey standpoint. I just think the two choices. Yes. Yes. Teresa's right. not picking up. Jen's not picking up. Or Jen, Aiden may pick up, but who cares what she has to say. Like, Beverly Hills is a more interesting group of people. They're yeah, more for sure. highly sought after, I feel like. I, I, it's hard to it's hard for me to really communicate. With, but, like, as an example, Marisol, I'm saying it like you say it now, and Alexia had that Por Favor mm-hmm. podcast. What happened to mm-hmm. that? What happened to I that? Think it's still on. Who listens? Because I never see any ads or anything I, for you it. You know, when I always see it pop up on the two teas in a pod feed and, because I think they're really oh. trying to push it. And yeah. I find the two of them more interesting than Jen and Jackie on a pod, but mm-hmm. I'm not tuning in. Some people yeah. listen to a ton of pods, Yeah, to be fair. I, yeah. I, I listen to a few. Yeah, I hear you. Like, um, I, I feel the same way. Okay, Giggly Squad, fun, great pod codependence with Sierra and Maya who's listening like and I like I like both girls don't get me wrong but I don't like them enough to tune in for an hour neither one of them is funny yeah like they're cool but that doesn't make you funny like you know whose pod I would listen to because it would be like kind of like a Stassi Bob like if vibe like if Lindsay Hubbard had a pod I would listen because she's kind of like a Lala she'll put it all out there she'll talk some shit like Sheena but not every personality is a pod personality. I totally agree. Which is also kind of, I mean, how I've always kind of felt about Sheena. But she, but see, Sheena's angle is good because she exploits other people's situations. And she gets them <laughs> on her pod. And it's not always, but the times that people have their eyes on Vanderpump, like when Stassi was fired and Jax was let go. And yeah. Schwartz and Katie broke up and of course Scandival like she's had a lot of different moments in time where her pod was successful right yeah because she will put that mic in front of someone when they're vulnerable and it'll be somebody who's friends with her and just doesn't have the heart to say no and she'll get a pod out of it mm-hmm. that's very true wanted to know did you see any of the videos because you know I follow Shannon did you see the videos of her and Vicky just you know, at BravoCon, dressed up, that kind of stuff. Okay. I'm going to discuss the Shannon thing because everybody is, oh, she looks great. Good for her. 
good for her. She's basically taking no accountability and saying she cut toxic things out of her life. She did not specifically name alcohol herself. Although I did see people write alcohol. No clip did I see her say alcohol. She is referencing John. So she, a 50-something-year-old woman, is basically turning around and saying, I made a huge mistake, but... That's not who I am. And now that I have stopped for 28 days, I did a little program for 28 days. I have stopped speaking to John Jansen and I am going to move forward and thank you for your support. That's not accountability. Accountability is Mm -hmm. I fucked up. My drinking got out of hand. I need to get myself in shape, which includes cutting out some toxic things in my life. But also it includes me looking in a mirror and saying like, you got to fix yourself. Yeah. It was all about outside forces. I mean, again, one of those people who are always pointing at everybody else. Like, it's just more of the victimization that she very she very much falls into this victim savior kind of pattern where she, she wants to be the victim. So, and until she becomes the hero in her own story, she's going to keep fucking up. Okay, there's so much more that we'll listen. Okay, next week, guys, we have Allie coming. She was at BravoCon with Larry. I got to see when Larry can get on here too. But, and we're going to be talking more BravoCon then because I know you guys are going to like listen to this and be like, oh, but they didn't talk about this, that. We got to talk about Captain Jason though. Yes, <laughs> really quick because he was, and we called it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Didn't we call it? Before before BravoCon started, we said we thought Captain Jason was going to be the big kind of hookup target and sure shit (laughs) we saw him with Lala we heard Luann say that she wanted to meet him we heard that there was some coziness with Ashley yes the Lala part I heard so I heard a couple things with Lala so I heard that Lala was flirty with him and we saw the pictures and we definitely saw there was a flirt but I got an I got an, a DM that somebody saw Carl and Lala and he was like walking her to her seat and they were, I don't know if they were exactly holding hands, but kind of like intimate. She said it was like an intimate sighting. Now, it could be the solidarity and their respective sobriety and they live on different coasts. Although I think he was just in Malibu because he's wrapping up that movie. So I would like to keep our eyes on Carl and Lala. I actually will say I can see this, and I'm going to let you know why. Clearly, Carl liked likes an outspoken wild woman. Let's let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. But it does get tricky because you can't be with an outspoken wild woman who drinks a lot when you're sober. And some people maybe they can, but clearly it's difficult for him. And and he says it. it you know, he's it's difficult for him. And I feel like Lala, we know she's sober, but she's also very, she can be very activated, even sober. She has that wild side to her. So I really can see that how these two could work. I Yeah, I could see it too. I don't know. I, after hearing about all of the Lala and then the Ashley and then the Captain well, Jason. Ashley and Captain, it sounds like they hooked up from what I heard. I, I mean, maybe that all three of them should just go have a threesome. I think they should. 
Just um, putting it out there, guys. Because- we also got that another email about the fraud in Potomac who's not really getting divorced. They have an open marriage. Call it what it is. It's fine. He's fine with it. She's fine with it. She gets to hook up with Luke last year, Captain McHottie this year, and then she gets to go home and live her life with her quote-unquote husband and their children, whatever. Yeah, and they don't live together, which I think suits her very well. <laughs> Yeah, based on the last show. No, but I think that they might live together. I think he might live in that house. Oh, really? He prob- she said he has a key, but he. It sounds like he kept his penthouse, right? Right. So it's like a great situation because he probably spends some nights at home with the family, and they do family dinners, and they put on their you know cozy slippers, which I'm currently wearing, like those smiley face slippers. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever wear things and you look at yourself and you're like, God, I'm such a mom. Oh, like uh, almost every day. Yeah. So I'm wearing my mom's. So they have those nights and then they have their drop it like it's hot. He goes to the penthouse. She hires a babysitter and she's, you know, doing her TikToks with whomever she's TikToking and flirting with. Maybe Captain McCotty. I mean, if she's talking to the, if the kids are going back and forth and she's talking to them about that's at daddy's house and do you do this or whatever at daddy's house. Right. I think Ashley is a great mom. I don't think she, if they're really just having this kind of, you know, we've got an open marriage and we're still staying together, I don't think she would be delineating between daddy's house and mommy's house with the boys and on camera like that. So yeah, I do think, though, that that might be a situation where there's, they just don't, you know, she, she gets her part of the bargain, he gets his, they stay married but have their own things i I wanted to mention to our listeners now it is one year anniversary of cocktail party subscription i can't believe that i know it's so fun and we from the bottom of our hearts thank all of our listeners we thank everybody who has subscribed to cocktail party and now through The end of the month, November 28th, we are running a cocktail party subscriber sale. So if you want to check it out, it's $5 for the first month. And if you like it, it will be the regular price, $7.50 per month thereafter. It includes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Ad-free pod, this that you're listening to now, but no ads. And an extra, and so many people who subscribe didn't even, don't even realize we do this because they are just into the posts. Mm Mm-hmm. Every week we do an extra podcast that only Cocktail Party hears. And that podcast has a lot of the blinds that we don't talk about here and just a lot of fun stuff. The whole site is ad-free. So I know the ads are annoying. I get it. If you are a Cocktail Party subscriber, when you go on our site, there's not an ad to be had. It's just yeah. it's just a site. A monthly Zoom call, which is really fun. Amanda and I look forward to it every month. And we hop on for about an hour and we just shoot the shit live on Zoom. And now we even have our own Discord channel. So that's a place where we really wanted to create something where cocktailers could communicate with each other because we're all like-minded people. And on the Zoom, so many of you guys were like, oh, I wish we could keep these conversations going. And Amanda was like, hmm, let me think of a way. So that's discord it's really fun we we hop in when stuff breaks everyone's chatting so it is not just a subscription to an ad free pod it is really a subscription to a community so if you're interested in checking it out we thank 
all of you who have done so already. There's also, oh, and then if you want to do the annual, the best price, $65 for the year, which is a $15 discount, off are already $10 discounted. So really it's a $25 discount on the annual. And it's $65 and you get access to the entire subscription site, Zooms, pods, all of it for the full year. And you get that price for life, guys. Yes. So yes. it's not like the next year when you renew it, the price goes up. It's it's you get that you get that price for life. Cause we always try to do something like that where so the charter members who were the first ones to join us last year, they have gotten the best price that we will never offer that again. And we know who the charter members are. And every time I get an email, I'm like, oh, I see you're a charter member. Thank you so much. Just keep that in mind because yes, we'll do flash sales here and there, but we never will offer, you know, we tried it for the anniversary sale to make it a significant offer that's going to mean something longer term as well. And I wanted to, I also wanted to mention because a lot of people have asked us about buying cocktail party as a gift. It's gift season. The holidays are upon us. So if you want to buy and you can buy a month or you can always email Amanda and we could do like a three month subscription. Right, Amanda? Uh, no, don't well, put that out there. We can <laughs> do it. I will tell you guys it's, I have to do it manually. And so it's, it's really better. I would say if you want to give it as a gift, buy the anniversary sale gift price. And if you don't give it till Christmas, just let me know. And we'll start the, the, the subscription doesn't, start until the person right redeems their code. So I would buy it now because it's trying to do three months. It's super manual on my end because we don't have a mechanism to offer that. So I would like to say, no, we don't. Just okay. because of all of the manual stuff that we've been doing with the upgrades from monthly to annual that I am still digging out of and so excited that we have so many people doing it. No, just it's, it's really only... So if you want to buy the gift, you put your own email, and I have the save to highlights. You put Mm -hmm. your own email, and you click select as a gift in checkout, and then you will get an email with a code. Uh, The person getting the gift will Mm -hmm. get an email with the code, and the person will be able to enter the code. Is that right? The person giving the gift will get the email, and then that's what you give, is you give the code. And so it's just like any time where you turn in like a a gift card or a, you know, promo code. So you, that's then the person who gets the gift after Christmas, let's say, can go in, put in the code, set up their own account. And then they can start it when they're ready. So for anybody who is worried, like, oh, if I get it now, do they lose a month? The answer is no, because it doesn't start until the code is redeemed. All right. So I'm glad we hashed, we did all of our housekeeping right live on the pod, like the professionals <laughs> we are, because <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you that. Can we do? But we thank you guys so much. And if you don't want the don't want to do the subscription, that's fine. We do talk about a lot of the stuff here, but it's posted there first. So yeah. Yeah, the cocktailers always get it first. So, and we know and we missed guys. a lot of stuff, and we're going to cover it all. Promise you next week. We love you guys. Thank you always. I know there's so many pods to listen to, and that you guys tune in to hear us means the world to us. We love you guys. Till next time. Thank you.
thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor, just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you've subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and cocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye guys. See you next time.